Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome to the playoffs on the PGA Tour, and welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, alongside Bob Casper, whose Hall of Fame father, Billy Casper, won 51 FedEx Cup championships over the life of his career. Oh, no, he didn't. 51 PGA Tour wins. They didn't have a FedEx Cup tournament back then, but if they did, I'd put my money on Billy Casper. We got a lot. Speaking of putting your money down, Jason Sobel from the Action Network and SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio will join us to give us a, a little betting preview of the playoffs. How, how you might want to bet this thing. I, I realize we're halfway through the first one, but we still got two more to go. Also, uh, Tony Romo is right here in the great state of Utah playing in the Utah Open at Riverside Country Club this weekend and part of our Golf Life segment. We're going to check in with the former quarterback, now in, now a broadcaster for CBS uh, Sports uh, Football Coverage. We'll check in with Tony on why he's in Provo, Utah, what he loves about uh, Utah, and you know why he's so fixated on his game and the game of golf in general. Plus, on the back nine, hour number two, America's favorite caddy and our good friend Jeff Babineau, the veteran golf journalist, will stop by to give us his take on the beginning of the playoffs. So a lot of great stuff uh, to take place, Bob. Looking forward to this show. And, of course, the undertone, which will continue through the Tour Championship right into the Ryder Cup, is this U.S.-American Ryder Cup team. No doubt about it. It's going to be interesting to see how it all comes out, um, how it all stacks out. You know, some things could change with the top six here this week or next week. And uh, it's going to be fun to see what Captain Steve Tricker does as far as his captain's picks and who he picks. Um, The great thing about for him is he's got a lot of good guys that are stacking up down there that have won golf tournaments, that have played well in championships and in majors, top tens, all that kind of stuff. He's got a lot of great players to pick from. And it just took a bit of an interesting turn with Patrick Reed having to withdraw this week from the Northern Trust there at Liberty National. Ankle injury is the story. How will that affect it? We've now had two consecutive WDs by Captain America and just two weeks left. 
you know, before this is all said and done. So uh, it will be interesting. How extensive is that injury? Will he be able to come back and play next week? We shall see. But it certainly throws an interesting wrench in that U.S. Ryder Cup selection process. We'll get into it all next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. we got a fun show. Can't wait. Again, Jason Sobel, the Action Network, joins us coming up here in just a few minutes, and then it's Golf Life segment. Tony Romo talking about his love for the game of golf. Uh, by the way, this segment brought to you by Callaway, and congrats to uh, the team there with the golf balls, the Chrome Soft, Callaway Golf announcing their highest golf ball market share in company history. So well done, boys. Congratulations. It's certainly a terrific product and they've done a great job and worked really hard to tell the story in a very very competitive market space so if you haven't tried the chrome soft or one of the family of chrome soft golf balls highly encourage you to uh, check it out it, they, they're fantastic bob and i've been playing them for years and uh, absolutely love the way it reacts off of every club in the bag check it out at callawaygolf.com all right it's playoff time as we mentioned we also have the final major of the year the ladies are playing at carnoustie in scotland the aig women's open corn Ferry tours playing their finals there in Boise at the Albertson Boise Open another 25 PGA Tour cards up for grabs there Champions Tours playing up in Washington at the Bowen uh, Classic but uh, we begin with the playoffs top 125 on the FedEx Cup list uh, teed it up this week at Liberty National just outside of New York City for this first of three playoff uh, events the top 70 at the end of this week will of course move on to next week's BMW Championship and then following that it's the Tour Championship at East Lake in Atlanta. Dustin Johnson, the defending champ coming in this week, well, he is not playing the weekend. He missed the cut. And what's interesting about DJ Bob, he has six playoff wins. That's the most in the 14-year history of the FedEx Cup era. Yeah, I said 14 years. It is amazing that this FedEx Cup, which seemed like such a new radical idea only just yesterday, was suddenly 14 years ago. Well, and it was kind of I don't know. It kind of almost seemed like they were taking a page out of NASCAR because NASCAR implemented the playoffs right around the same time. But the PGA Tour did this. They initially had four events, uh, including the Tour Championship. Now they're down to three events, including the Tour Championship. And then, as we know, last year they did the staggering of uh, the final points and where you're at um, when you start at the Tour Championship, guys beginning the, the tournament at under par, some guys all the way down to even. Um, and it was a difficult type of a, a thing to wrap our heads around, but it seemed to play out well. Once the guys got done playing that first round, it it started clipping along, and uh, you ended up with a FedEx Cup champion. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's other things that are going along with this week. You, you know, as we've talked about, we've talked about uh, the U.S. Ryder Cup and it coming along and finalization of the top six after next week and then captain's picks the, the week after. Um, but guys are guys are trying to play well, get their get their view of Steve Stricker um, and and Steve Stricker um, hopefully playing well enough so that he picks them as one of the six captain's picks. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on right now in the game of golf. No doubt about it. Tony Fino, one of those vying for one of those captain's picks, coming in at number 12 on the list. And look how well he's playing. Is in second place in the final group with world number one and potential Ryder Cup foe, John Rahm. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But I did want to mention there are still people who think that Xander Schauffele was the one who should have been the, the FedEx Cup champion because he played the best 72 holes at Eastlake right. a year ago. Uh, that said, uh, it's an interesting debate, Bob, because how do you somehow in, uh, give weight to the regular season and make it a season-long race 
right? Because yeah. there's there's incentive yeah. for guys to go out and play and do what they did and the seeding that takes place and also have a true playoffs. And some will argue that it's not a true playoffs unless you simply take the top. So again, listen, hear me out. Some of the guys would suggest that the top 70 in the field after this week are the ones that move on to next week. Points completely reset. Um, and so if you're doing a true playoffs, if you lose, you're out. Well, if in that case, you know, Dustin Johnson, the defending FedEx Cup champion, would be out because he missed the cut. Right. And so I I, I don't – I get it. And people will say, well, it's the, this is just a way to get the big names in all these events. Of course it is. If yeah. you're If you're not paying attention, the PGA Tour is an entertainment venue, right? And so, of course, they want the best names. Well, look, the best names in golf aren't going to be there if they're not playing good golf. And you're seeing a lot of great marquee names playing good golf right now, despite the fact that DJ missed the cut. Nevertheless, he will continue on. And everybody wants to see DJ at the next event. You know, he's had a good year so far. So uh, that's kind of the discussion that goes back and forth, Bob. And I think... Uh, it will continue to be an issue like that for purists in the game because it just has sort of an odd look to it from everything else we're used to seeing. Well, and also, think about it. If the top players in the world, and they played well all year long, and they're not guaranteed a spot in the top 30 because of how they played all year long, and it's um, it's it's that cutthroat, then you're going to see a lot of guys possibly opting out for the tour championship. So it's, it's yeah, they've got to do things to protect the field. They've got to do things to protect the product. And, um, and you know, as my, my dad always said, if you're playing well, then you should be rewarded um, on tour based on how you played. Yeah, well, and don't, and you brought up a great point, Bob, because not only is it just the playoffs and the ramifications of who takes home the big money and that Tiffany Crystal trophy, it also has ramifications for seeding and qualifications for next year based on being in yep. that top 30 at the end of the FedEx exactly. Cup playoffs, right? And so to yep. completely disregard what everybody's earned out there is also, that, that essentially gives guys, let's say they barely sneak into the 125, that gives them an opportunity to in three weeks have a better finish and a better spot into next year than the guys that were in the top 10 uh, for the entire season. So you do have to keep that in mind, right? Yeah, the top 30 is huge because it gets you into all the playoffs, all the WGCs, all the invitational events. You can pick your schedule. You can play anywhere you want. You can play the highest priority events all year long. So, Um, it's important that those top 30 are the guys that have played the best and that are the best players for that year and the best players in the world. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Uh, With that set up, let's go again, two rounds down in the Uh uh, Northern Trust first playoff event. And as I mentioned, what do you know, John Rahm coming off of, you know, getting snubbed, uh, can't (laughs) go to the Olympics because of COVID. Boy, we saw what he did at the U.S. Open after getting bounced from uh, Memorial when he had a six-shot lead with one round to play. Here he is with the lead going into the weekend. And as we mentioned, Tony Fina right on his heels, a shot back. Yeah, it's a great leaderboard up top. John Rahm, as you said, Tony Finau, a shot back. Um, then you've got Justin Thomas at 10 under par. Keith Mitchell, Xander Shoffley. Shoffley shot 62 in the second round. Kevin Nas there at 9 under par with Alex Noren and Her- Harold Varner. Tom Hogue. Um, Brooks Kepka's at 8. 
Um, Jordan Spieth is at eight under par. He shot 62. That's the top 10. You've got some good firepower there, and it should be a fun weekend to watch on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and again, as I said, the tournament within the tournament, Tony Fino looking for a Ryder Cup captain's pick, and there he yep. is. Also, the, let's go across the pond. Carnusti, what a great venue. Ladies battling that tough track to uh, uh, vie for the AIG Women's Open, the final major of this year. Yeah, Mina Haregi um, is at seven under par along with Georgia Hall. Lizette Salas, who lost to Nellie Corda in the PGA Championship, she's at six under par, one shot back. Nellie, uh, you've got Lexi Thompson also at five under par. And unfortunately, Nellie Corda shot one over par in the second round, but she's only three back at four under par. So that one looks like it could be a fun one to watch as well this weekend. And don't forget, we got Solheim Cup also yep. playing out there September 4th, that weekend, uh, Labor yes. Day weekend for the Solheim Cup. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, Jason Sobel from the Action Network and hitting the green on Sirius XM joins us for a look at, uh, yeah, if you want to put some action on these playoff events and what he likes and what he doesn't like. That's coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through 
through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at hoopsvision.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Beginning of the playoffs out at Liberty National, just outside of New York City. Beautiful skyline, nice golf course, a lot of money up for grabs. And so, you know, I wanted to bring in our good buddy from the Action Network. He also hosts Hitting the Green on Sirius XM. Jason Sobel joining us right now. Hey, Jace, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. Good to speak with you, as always. Yeah, it's great to have you back on the show. And can you believe we're 14 years into this postseason experiment on the PGA Tour? It's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know if it's still an experiment. I think it's uh, fully intact now. And look, I, I get that some people still don't like some of the details of it. They don't like, you know, that it's maybe three events now instead of four. They don't like that it's not a true playoff. They don't like that maybe the final isn't a match play. They don't like the staggered. So I, I, I get all of those things. But the one thing I always remind people is that before the FedEx Cup existed, the Tour Championship was played in the middle of November in like week 12 or 13 of the NFL football season, and literally nobody cared. So it's better than what we had before. I can say that much. Yeah, I didn't mean to disparage it. I just it is the it is amazing that <laughs> yeah. we're 14 years into it because it it is it does tend to accomplish its purposes of keeping people watching and creating interest this time of year. There's no doubt about it. Sorry, Bob. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say um, it, it's also kind of crazy that we're this far along in the season where we're at the playoffs now and not far away from the Ryder Cup. Yeah, Bob, I, how much is this flown by? For as long as the season has been, they call it a quote-unquote super season. We're in week 48 out of 50. And, you know, I, I just feel like I, you know, I want to lay down and, and have a little rest after this. Yet uh, <laughs> the next season starts up right after the Tour Championship. And uh, we're only about a month away, just over a month away from the Ryder Cup. And uh, I think things are heating up as far as uh, all these uh, potential candidates for the team are uh, are, are trying to make a name for themselves, try to step up and try to show off for the captain and the assistants. And we saw Kevin Kisner win in Greensboro last week. And all of a sudden, all the fans out there, especially, you know, people who like Kisner, and Kisner's a very likable guy, people want him on the team. And that caused a lot of debate and is still causing debate. And I think that, you know, it, it's great. All this stuff is ramping up and uh, whatever. We can we can sleep on Christmas Eve and then we'll get a little break then. But other than that, uh, we are full full year all systems go all the time pretty much. Jason Sobel joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So um, the playoffs begin today, uh, this this week. We've got uh, Northern Trust, then it cuts it down to 70 for the BMW and then 30 for the Tour Championship. Colin Morikawa checking in at number one. Um, there's, there's a lot of excitement. I, you look at this crop, Dustin Johnson's the defending champ. 
I was reading that he's got six playoff wins. I didn't realize that. That's the most in the in the 14-year history of the FedEx Cup. So, you know, what, when you come down to betting favorites, and John Rahm, by the way, coming off of a, another COVID snub, he, he did pretty well the last time that happened. Uh, who, who do you like and, and, and far as odds go and those that are interested in placing some wagers uh, on these playoffs, kind of what, what, are the, what are the opportunities? I think it's easier right now that, um, as opposed to the, the previous format, you know, before 2019, there were four events. There wasn't that staggered score. We saw guys like, I believe Billy Haas was 24th or 25th on the points list going into the Tour Championship when he hit that ball out of the water and, and wound up winning the FedEx Cup. And, and there was a lot more uh, volatility there. I, right now, we look at any of these top players who are near the top of the point standings, if they win either the first two weeks or come close to winning, they're going to be uh, pretty prominently displayed on that leaderboard with the staggered scoring going into the Tour Championship. So I think what happens is if you can figure out either who's going to win this weekend or who's going to win next weekend at Cave Valley, well, you've got a good chance at hitting on the guy who's going to win the overall FedEx Cup. That's what happened last year with Dustin Johnson already was uh, pretty high on that points list, won the first event, and then just kind of cruised to the Tour Championship where uh, he was given uh, a, a, uh, a hit start and pretty hard to beat a guy like Dustin Johnson when he's starting with a, a couple of shots ahead of everybody else. So um, I, I like John Robb. I, you know, I call this the Occam's Razor play, guys. Uh, basically the simplest answer is sometimes also the – right answer. It's the smartest answer. And so uh, John Rahm, quite frankly, is the best player in the world. And I, I asked him the other day whether there was anything to the narrative of, hey, you had COVID once during the Memorial Tournament. You, you were forced to withdraw. You came back to the U.S. Open, first start back, and you won. Uh, you were diagnosed with COVID again, tested positive, forced to miss the Olympics, didn't play the WGC in Memphis, came back at the Northern Trust. Hey, uh, is there any kind of parallel there? And he said, I don't know, maybe not, but I will say I'm more well-rested than anybody else in the field. And, indeed, he went 32 days in between competitive rounds until this week. And so uh, I think that John Rahm is in a really good place to make a run at this thing. Interesting. Uh, What have you heard about uh, where the BMW is being played at Caves Valley Golf Club? It's a new event. It's new on the schedule. Um, What what – types of things have have people heard about this this golf course and and maybe possibly who it favors or anything great question bob and i'm going to get back to you after this weekend when i start talking to some players about it because <laughs> I, I know almost nothing I, i've heard it's a cool spot um i, I did host a few shows on sirius xm on pj tour radio with gary williams who played the member guest there and told you a little bit about it so glean some intel there but i I'm looking forward to seeing it where the BMW is moving around to some different courses we haven't seen. Next year it's going to be at Wilmington Country Club in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, and that's another one that we really uh, don't know a whole lot about. So it makes it a lot tougher when you're trying to predict and prognosticate on a weekly basis when you go to a course where there's literally no course history whatsoever. Jason Sobel joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I want to go back to one of your first comments about uh, players trying to shuffle into the Ryder Cup. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Kevin Kisner. He, he certainly 
is one of those players that that knows how to get the ball in the hole and and is is intriguing to me in, on a lot of levels for being on that Ryder Cup. The way it sits right now in your mind, Bob and I talked about this last week. We felt like kind of the the top nine were set. I know six get in, but those next three picks. I mean, you're talking you know Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, um, and uh, I think Harris English were those those next yep. three. And we said you know. Probably those three, those nine are sort of a lock. So we were we were looking at six guys that did not include Kevin Kisner be- last week before he won that were vying for those three final captains picks. And, you know, we just kind of went down the list up to number 15 uh, with Jason Kokrak. And now I think you throw Kiz in there. So I think you got seven players that are kind of going for those three picks. How do you see it? And and then how about our man Tony Finau uh, and, and what's your thoughts on what he needs to do to make it uh, on that team? I think you're not wrong about any of that. Um, I, I've got a few specific things that, um, at least I think, and I've written about uh, making these picks for the Ryder Cup. But I want a plan in place. I think too often, whether it's us in the media, whether it's fans, and it might even be the captain and his assistants, essentially look at first who deserves it the most as opposed to who's going to help us win this competition. And, and so uh, I do think that, you know, at, whether it's a Harris English, not to impugn Harris English, who could very well help the U.S. Ryder Cup team, but I don't think he should be on the team because, well, he played really well this season and he deserves to be on the team. There's no deserving it. If you're not in the top six, then you don't necessarily deserve to be on the team. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they pick players who they feel like are the top six players who can help them win. And the second part of this, guys, is that I want to see a plan in place. Like, we shouldn't, whether it's, you know, Steve Stricker and the assistants, whether it's you guys and myself trying to pick out our favorite guys. I, I, I'm sort of past the point where it's just, hey, you know what? I kind of like him. I think he'd be good. I, I want to put him on the team. Give me the plan. So if you're saying you want Kevin Kisner on the team, I won't argue that that's a, a necessarily a, a bad decision, but my follow-up question to that will always be, where are you putting him? What are you doing with him? What is his role on the team? We're in training camp right now for all the NFL football teams. You won't see an NFL team keeping seven quarterbacks and having no safeties on the roster because everyone has to have a role and everyone has to play a position. The Ryder Cup team, I don't think, is that much different. Everyone has to have a role. So if you're going to put, and I use the example, Kevin Kisner on the team, is he playing four balls or foursomes over the first two days? Who is he playing with? Who does he mesh well with? How are you figuring that out? I hope that those decisions are being looked at by Steve Stricker and his assistants right now. I, I honestly don't know. I, I would think so, but uh, I do also think that in the past, some of these decisions have been made by U.S. Ryder Cup captains where they say, okay, I'm going to take these four guys. They're going to be on the team. And then they arrive on site. And they say, hmm, who's going to play with who? How do we figure this out? I, I hope those plans are being made ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I like the, the idea of what uh, – uh, Paul Azinger did. You know, he made a deep, dark study into this whole thing. Created the pod system, um, knew which guys were going to play with who in each each set of guys. That kind of thing. Um, and you know, I, I look at Brian and I have looked at the at these guys and the number of guys. And you know, you have the potential if they start picking start picking certain guys. Um, you have the potential to have six guys that are rookies, six first timers. Um, playing on the Ryder Cup team. So uh, I, I don't think that, that we're going to see that necessarily, but I do like the idea that you said of of there being a plan so that 
guys know who they're going to be playing with like Captain Paul Azinger did? Uh, you know what, Bob? I, I've been saying this for years. The most successful U.S. Ryder Cup team of the last two decades was that 2018 that Azinger was captain of at Valhalla. The team won. The team played terrific. Basically, he had a plan, and the plan came to fruition. So what did we do after that? Collectively, the U.S. team said, okay, let's throw that away and do something different. And, and I've right. never understood why. Right. It made no sense. I, I guess there was a last-ditch effort before Corey Pavin was named captain for the 2010 team to bring Paul Azinger back. But at that point, it was too late, and he had already had other commitments and couldn't do it. But uh, it just seems like there, there was a plan. They figured something out. And then they just went completely away from it. And no captain since then has really embraced what worked before. So I don't understand that whatsoever. I would love to see whether it's Steve Stricker this year or another captain moving forward say, hey, look, something worked. Why don't we try the thing that worked and see if it works again? Because I, I really think it would. And uh, you look at the more successful captains, I, I think in, in the last 20 years, uh, I really think Paul Azinger on the U.S. side and Paul McGinley when he was captain of Team Europe, I, I thought those two captains did the best job of anyone I've seen. And a big reason because of that is due to the preparation, the planning they did ahead of time. It wasn't that they were figuring things out on Friday and Saturday. It's that they had figured things out six months ahead of time, 12 months ahead of time, and they had a plan to, going into that week that they knew how to execute. I think you just have a Paul bias when it comes to captains is what I'm hearing there. So, uh, but uh, no, Hey, uh, Jason. So uh, we, we have a task force or at least we did. I haven't heard much about that, but we put together a task force. So there's supposedly some planning going on. I, I, I don't know. Have you ever, have, haven't heard the word task force at all this year? No, that's a great point. Um, wasn't Ricky Fowler on the task force? Uh, I, I wonder if was. he's going to be uh, part of that moving forward. I, yeah. Uh, that I, the word, or the two words, the phrase task force, I, I think really rubbed people the wrong way when they first uh, came up with it. But I, I don't mind having, whether it's a task force or a committee or a group of dudes who are just sort of all together in charge of the entire team moving forward. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. And I'd like to think that, you know, whether it's Stricker and Furick and Davis Love and Tiger and Phil and whoever else, they've got this group text and they're all kind of going back and forth every night saying, Hey, have you looked at Jason Kokrak's strokes game putting this year? I mean, I know the guy killed it off the tee, but, man, he's really rolling it well. He's I fifth. think he's meshed well with yeah. Dustin Johnson in four balls where they're going to make 14 birdies in an 18-hole match. I, I, I hope they're having those conversations. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, Jace, before we let you go, uh, Golf Digest is running some – uh, nice features about Tiger and his 25 years on the PGA Tour as a professional, all the way back to 96, the Hello World, and, and, and the way it took off. And I, th- I thought it's, it's been fun for me as I've been reading some of those, you know, uh, interviews and his memories looking back, and they talked about his photo, you know, m- memory and all that type of thing, photogenic memory, but photographic memory, however you want to say it. But when you think back on Tiger, uh, and, and it gives you an opportunity because he's sort of out of sight, out of mind at the moment, you know, what are some things that stand out? What are some of your favorite memories of, of watching Tiger and some of the, th- the times you just were like, man, I'm glad I'm here and shaking your head thinking, I can't believe I just saw what I saw. Man, there are so, so many of them. I, I go back to the first tournament that I ever really covered. I was with ESPN on the production side uh, for the 2000 U.S. Open. I'm, I'm the same age as Tiger. And for me to... You know, already know that, okay, Tiger's on his way to being one of the all-time greats. Watched him at 
1997 Masters as a 21-year-old. But to go to that U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and watch a guy who was a you know, young guy my age, and he's just absolutely blitzing the field and have an up-close-and-personal front-row seat to what he was accomplishing that week was really, really special. And got to see it for a long time after that as well. Everything from there through the 2019 Masters, which, quite frankly, I, I would have bet against. I didn't think it was ever going to happen again after all the surgeries he went through, all the, uh, the personal issues that he went through to come back and win a Masters uh, yet again. I, I thought that was really special to watch with his kids there. Um, those are the, the kind of bookends on, on the two of those. Um, if there isn't another Tiger moment like that in the future, and again, I, I, I'm not betting against him anymore. Who knows what the future holds? But uh, if this is indeed sort of uh, the final chapter to it, then uh, those bookends, at least for me personally, being able to be there at the 2000 U.S. Open and then the 2019 Masters, uh, uh, really, really special for each of those and everything in between to be able to watch it. Well said. Yeah. Well, great work as always, Jason. Enjoy this uh, week in New York. And uh, moving on from there, we'll, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You got it. Jason Sobel, Action Network, Sirius XM as well. Uh, Check him out there. Uh, Hitting the green. I love that. Uh, Really, really cool stuff on Sirius XM PGA Tour Network. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf continues next. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much for joining us. This segment is brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. And I believe Odyssey clean sweep in all 14 majors this year. So, again, congratulations. Well done to the folks there at Odyssey. Well, as we mentioned had an opportunity to catch up with Tony Romo this week in town playing the Utah Open. Good friends of his with uh, one of the local pros invited him to come out and play. And he's like, yeah, you know, he spent some time vacationing. You'll hear him talk about it out here in Utah. Really likes it and decided to come out and compete in the Utah Open. So um, pretty cool stuff. And the audio, we weren't ha- didn't really have a chance to do a one-on-one. So we were in a media type setting and there wasn't a box to plug into like we're used to, but uh, had to boost it a little bit. So it's kind of loud, not great quality. I don't think from from you know overall but what he had to say was was really compelling this is a world-class athlete in another sport who has taken to the game of golf and is something that drives him and motivates him and you know is is what his fuels his passion right now and the competitive itch that he has from being a professional athlete i think it's fantastic and we're going to try to do more of these golf life segments non-tour players that love the game here's this conversation with tony romo can you just kind of take us through how you, you your journey with golf and how when did you start playing and, and all that? Well, I would say uh, I got my first golf clubs. I want to say at eight years old. You know, I told the story before, but like uh, you know, Christmas morning you get it, you're excited and everything. I take it outside. And I'm going to be real smart, so I go to the neighbor's yard and hit back toward our house <laughs> instead of hitting right toward theirs. And I hit the curb and it goes right back in their window Christmas morning. So that's pretty much been my golf game the rest of my career, <laughs> in a nutshell. But uh, now I took it out, played high school golf, never really practiced or hit a ball. You know, I mean, just showed up and played nine holes like, you know, kids do and uh, enjoyed it and stuff. And then didn't play much in college at all. Um, went to the NFL, had time in the afternoons and the off season after you do all your football stuff in the mornings. And so started hitting balls in the afternoon, started to get a passion back for it, and then started full-time after uh, football ended about four or five years ago. I played in the Texas State Open a couple weeks back. I shot 71-69 there and was disappointed because I just missed it and I won. But I wasn't putting very well then. You know, my ball striking has improved dramatically over, you know, each month this year. I'd say this year has been the biggest leap in the last four. And um, But right now I'd say my game is overall, I don't, you know, I always have like a weakness of some area that you're going to get exposed in at some point. And I would say that's very, you know, minimal as far as things that I'm worried about. Um, it's golf, you're going to hit bad shots, but I feel like the next one's going to be, I'm able to correct it and self-correct better than before. It's hard to improve. You know, some people have some ability, and you see it in Lake Tahoe, some people, you know, they have a uh, really good skill set to play golf, these other athletes, and they have the ability to use the ground. People are realizing now that the ground matters in golf. It wasn't. It's always been swing when I grew up and everything, and now it's like you know, it's deeper than just clear more, fire your hip, you know. It's like that's how I kind of grew up. So I just think that um, it's hard to learn all these little things to actually improve because it's just you can start doing this one thing over here and it sets you back over here. And then you know, just end up going right back to where you always are. Like every year I feel like everyone's kind of the same guy. I saw him last year. And I think it's just hard in the sport to make a real leap. And that's been the goal the whole time. And it takes time and commitment, effort. You know, thinking, trial and error, um, a lot of rough days. So, but hopefully, we're turning the corner. We'll see. 
I think it's always interesting when the elite athletes tend to be drawn to golf, you know, when they're done playing, or even while they're playing. What do you, what do you find that, about golf that sort of creates that same interest and drive? Well, I think, I think one of the things is it's a, it's a competitive outlet that you, you know, you work so hard, let's say, like for me in football, I mean, I did that from age, let's say, 14 to 37. I mean, that's 23 years. I mean, that's more than I was half of when I was alive. You know, and it's like, so that's there your whole life. And then all of a sudden, it's boom, it's done. And it's like, you don't actually compete anymore in something that you've worked pretty much most of your life at. So I think golf is the first way that you can actually come right out and say, Hey, I don't need anybody else around me. Like, I don't have to get a group of 12 people to go make a team and play. And it's like you have um, a course, you have balls, and you have your club, and you just go hit and play. And uh, I think there's something great about competing, still being able to compete uh, against yourself and other people. I think there's something great about the puzzle and the challenge of the game that is really people really love because there's something about hitting a golf ball, and when you hit it flush, that draws you back. You know, even just once, you've got it now, right? Now you're going to be like this all the time. And it just uh, seduces you right back in. And I think that's one of the big things is you can feel it when you do it right. And uh, people like that. Great professional athletes um, are mentally mentally tough in their sports, mm-hmm. um, team sports, whatever. What's the difference between golf, being mentally tough, being golf that you, that you found, and also, or is there any differences being mentally tough in a team aspect as well or an individual? That's a good question. I think uh, there's similarities all the way around. I think one of the big things, you know, this is an individual sport and it's not like any other individual sport. The hardest thing with golf is there's really not enough time in the day to practice everything. I don't care who you are. It's just there's not because the idea is to get a baseline of who you are. And I think that right there makes you mentally tougher than most people if you just know yourself regardless of your talent level or what you are it's like okay what are you actually good at in this game and what can you rely on and a lot of times you can't rely on anything so it's like well you got to find something because otherwise you're not really mentally tough you're just hoping and guessing and ultimately you're just playing against things instead of making sure you do this and I think you know the mindset a lot of it is just you've got to figure out how to be able to repeat something. I tell people all the time, I'm like, when Tiger Woods is in his prime, he's making every four-footer, you know, left and right. And then they come off and they talk about how mentally tough he was. And I was like, well, his technique is really good when he putts. And then he has a strong belief. And, you know, that's where the mental acumen comes in. It's like he actually, through demonstrated ability to himself, knows and expects to make it. And why? Well, because he's done it 10 million times, he's practiced it 10,000, and he's seen it go in. So the idea is, like, you're not really mentally tough if you don't trust yourself. So how do you go do that? Well, go practice, go get better, learn. But you got to think about it. And I think guys who actually, you know, see it over and over again, you start to believe, well, you're a mentally tough player, in my opinion, then. So you're going to walk up there being like, no, this is probably about to happen, instead of being like, this is probably not about to happen like I've been for most of my golf career. So weird question, sort of analyst role here. Uh, Ryder Cup's coming up. Uh, it's a team sport, team event yeah. in an otherwise individual sport. Um, our U.S. side's kind of struggled a little bit. Do you see anything from a from a team perspective? Like, there's something that the Americans should be doing, or do you have any 
captain advice or things that you were the captain that you would do to, to create a winning atmosphere more than what they've been kind of doing? I mean, I don't know. Without being there, you're just saying this is what this coach should have done. But, I mean, from my experience, it's always hard for teams who are supposed to win to come out and win, especially in a sport. That's hard enough. You know, it's not just running a race and you're faster than the other guy. It's like uh, you have a lot of time to think in between shots. And, you know, I think the guys just want it so badly in some ways that, you know, if you lose and you let down yourself, that's a big deal, right? But when you let down somebody else, it's even bigger. And I think sometimes there's just, you know, if you're supposed to lose, then you attack and you feel and you're going and it's okay if you don't, right? And if the Americans fail, it's like you know, someone who's supposed to win. I just think it's like that. And, you know, like you said, it's just a way of thinking about it and going and attacking it. Well, I think the, what I'm learning is I wish I'd have known earlier. Um, one of the big leaps this year has just been the ability to, you know, my throwing mechanics have weirdly started to come back in golf. You know, throwing football is not up and down. It's a lot more rotational. And uh, because we have a ball on the ground and we're on top of it, somehow it makes the sport feel, you know, vertical. And uh, I, I'm finding that the sport's a lot more rotational and uh, not just clear rotation. I mean, like, the shoulder movement, the way that the club feels, the hand movement. I mean, a lot of these things are not built to be up and down as much for the speed of it as to work around. And uh, I think that that took a long time for me to figure out. And then the way that your body moves allows you to do that or doesn't. And uh, to stay on plane, you know, it's just uh, it's different than what I had initially started. And it's coming back to football a lot more. I mean, in football, when I threw the ball, you think about your throws. And when I eventually got to be at a level that I was happy with throwing, I found very quickly that I was moving into my left side, but I wasn't um, stacking. It was rotationally into it. So I wouldn't keep going. You'd fire, you know, if you can picture Rogers or you know anybody who throws it. Well, their weight's going forward, but they're kind of staying back. And uh, I think that golf's got a lot of that in it. Well, coming here to win, I mean, that's their goal. So got to go out there and play well. I can stay at home and have fun. The man's here to win. Like every competitive athlete, you know, it's as Tiger said, you know, you don't want to, if you don't win, you're just first loser, right? So uh, Tony Romo there to win the Utah Open. Love some of the stories he shared about how he began in the game of golf, crashed the window of the neighbor's house on Christmas morning with a golf ball. Uh, pretty classic. And I just loved his insight and the passion that he had sitting there in that room. And again, I know the audio wasn't perfect, but hopefully you were able to glean from that uh, w- what passion that he has for the game of golf in our Golf Life segment with Tony Romo. All right, we'll take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up our number one. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it 
before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob Welcome back. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks so much to Tony Romo for taking the time to visit with us and the rest of the Utah golf media at Riverside Country Club for the Utah Open. Wishing him the best in his competition this weekend. Also, uh, thanks so much to Jason Sobel from the Action Network and hitting the green on Sirius XM's PGA Tour Radio for joining us. Still to come on the back nine hour number two, America's favorite caddy, as well as our good friend Jeff Babino stops in uh, to weigh in on uh, the playoffs and his thoughts on the upcoming Ryder Cup. Again, uh, we got a great one shaping up already at the Northern Trust. I mean, you got John Rahm and Justin Thomas matching with 63s in the opening round and Sanders Schauffele and Jordan Spieth matching with 62s in the second round. As it sits, John Rahm, 63-67. He's at 12 under par with a one-shot lead on Tony Finau with a second round 64. That moves him to 11 under and just a shot back. Justin Thomas, Keith Mitchell, Xander Schauffele all there at 10 under par. 
Uh, it's worth noting defending champ in 2020 FedEx Cup champion Dustin Johnson, as well as number one seed, the leader in the FedEx Cup, Colin Morikawa, both missing the cut, as did Phil Mickelson. So players currently projected to move inside the top 70, Keith Mitchell, Harold Varner III, Alex Noren, Tom Hoagie, Eric Van Royen, and Seamus Power, while those looking to fall out, Taylor Gooch, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, Martin Laird, our good buddy Troy Merritt, and JT Poston. All right, stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two is coming up next. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Taliban just inherited a massive new war chest, complete with U.S.-made Humvees, planes, helicopters, night vision goggles, anti-aircraft weapons, machine guns, and drones. Florida Republican Congressman Brian Mast on Fox News says Biden needs to resign for incompetence. Now the Taliban being the most well-armed Taliban, we don't know what surface-to-air assets that they're going to be moving thousands of people out via aircraft, right? They're not putting them out on boats. So what capabilities do they now have to shoot those out of the skies? We're moving thousands of uh, out of there. You know, I hope when President Biden comes on TV, he gives us a resignation because he's going to face, let's say, 15 to 60,000 counts of... Of, of endangerment of everybody over there. And, and, you know, let's call this for what it is. This is probably about day seven of the Afghanistan hostage crisis. USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone, and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. Thursday, Tropical Storm Henri, which is nearly a hurricane, is expected to intensify in the coming days. It will threaten New England this weekend. As of 5 a.m. on Friday, the National Hurricane Center said that Henri was a strong tropical storm with sustained winds of 65 miles an hour. Now, that's just 10 miles an hour shy of hurricane force. The center of the storm was located 370 miles south-southeast of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. As the Biden administration scrambles to fix the, what some are calling the Afghanistan hostage crisis, our own government has no clue on how many people need to be rescued from Afghanistan. State Department's Ned Price this week. Uh, it is not a, a tally that we keep in the context of Afghanistan or any other uh, country. Country superstar Garth Brooks says he has to do his part and canceled his remaining concerts for 2021. The performer said refunds will be offered on approximately 350,000 tickets that were sold for stadium gigs in five cities, blaming coronavirus for the cancellations. USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. 
The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. In December of 2014, the late senator of Arizona, Republican John McCain, went down to the Senate floor to warn his colleagues about Anthony Blinken, our current Secretary of State. Pending a vote concerning Mr. Anthony Tony Blinken, who is not only unqualified, but in fact, in my view, uh, one of the worst uh, selections that of a very bad lot that this president has chosen. I hope that many of my colleagues will understand that not often do I come to the floor to oppose a nomination of the President of the United States because I believe that elections have consequences. In this case, this individual has actually been dangerous to America and to the young men and women who are fighting and serving it. Let's just review a couple of some of the elements in particular and Mr. Blinken's role in conceptualizing and furthering it. U.S. foreign policy is in a shambles. It's at best a strategic and at worst anti-strategic. I'll move on to Afghanistan. Mr. Blinken said, quote, we've been very clear. We've been consistent. The war will be concluded by the end of 2014. We have a timetable and that timetable will not change. This is why I'm so worried about him being in the position that he's in. Because if they stick to that timetable, I am telling my colleagues that we will see the replay of Iraq all over again. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income, and it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Hey there and welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us here. We had a great hour one. Jason Sobel from the Action Network and hitting the green on Sirius XM. And then Tony Romo, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback and now NFL broadcaster joining us uh, as well. He's playing the Utah Open this week. He shot four under in the first round. Not too shabby. You got guys like Danny Summerhays, former tour pro playing though. He shot nine under par. So, but look, yeah, Tony's just five shots back. Should be fun to see two 
rounds left to go. Still to come here in hour number two, the back nine, we're going to welcome in America's favorite caddy. We're going to get some insights on Liberty National as well as next week's venue in Caves yep. Valley, which is a new event there uh, just outside uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And then Jeff Babineau, veteran broadcaster, will join us uh, as well to give us an insight on his look at the playoffs and the Ryder Cup. I got to be honest, Bob, when you're looking yeah. at this playoff, I, I do like the excitement of the playoffs. I love what's happening. But when it's a Ryder Cup year, I can't help but, you know, be most excited, I should say, about the upcoming Ryder Cup. Well, you know, with the best players in the game and the best players that have played this year, it, it kind of culminates and keeps kind of building momentum and, and giving more excitement in, as it goes along. Then you throw in the the finalization after next week of at the BMW Championship of the first six guys in the Ryder, in the Ryder Cup and then how the guys are playing that are trying to get on the team, it it ramps it up way, way higher. Well, and you get a guy like Daniel Berger. Obviously, he knows what's at stake, yeah. right? And he chips in yeah. uh, on Friday and his last hole in order to make the cut to be able to play the weekend. It's right. absolutely critical, not only for your FedEx Cup yep. race, but in order for the, the Ryder Cup race as well to, to play the weekend and continue to try to move up in the standings, especially with a guy like Patrick Reed who's had to withdraw for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, and Patrick Reed is a guy that you want to see to be being healthy. Um, you know, we're not long. We're not far away from that Ryder Cup. And those guys need to be in tip top shape. So if he's nursing an, a, a sprained ankle um, and that goes into next week or the following week, he's not going to have much time to rest that thing before the Ryder Cup mm. if he gets picked. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. So, uh, again, uh, top 125 in the FedEx Cup whittled down to 70 at the end of this week, moving on to the BMW Championship. There is weather expected uh, to come in the New York area. It's iffy if mm-hmm. it's going to hit, but potential hurricane-type uh, weather headed towards uh, New York City. If it does push into Monday, the good news, though, Baltimore not too far down the road. We'll get into it all next. Thanks for joining us. The Back Nine continues next. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. 
Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to this segment brought to you by Black Desert Resort, the all-new Tom Weiskopf Design Championship course and surrounding resort next to Entrada in St. George, Utah. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available right now. Check out Black Desert Resort. Dot com. And uh, we thank you for joining us here as we look at the FedEx Cup and the playoffs as well as how that's shaping in to Ryder Cup. Bob, you know, it's, when you look at the Americans, you got to look yeah. at now, John Rahm, obviously number one in the world. Tony Finau is vying for a Ryder Cup spot on the U.S. team. Potential uh, Ryder Cup matchup here with, you know, a couple of big hitters in Rahm and Finau and, and uh, Finau with a lot to prove, as we mentioned this weekend. But, you know, he's showing up. When you take a look at not only is he tied, uh, is he in second place right now, but his putting, as I mentioned, he's made 108 feet of putts just on Friday in his second round alone. So when you go to strokes gain putting for the week, he's sixth mm-hmm. right now in the field. Strokes gain tee to green, seventh. Strokes gain total, second, of course, that's that's where he sits. He's fifth in sure. driving distance. And, I mean, he's essentially putting – he's tied for second in greens and regulation. He's hit 29 of 36. That's over 80%. The guy is putting on a ball-striking clinic, and he's rolling the rock right now. And if Steve Stricker's paying attention, you got to look at a guy like Tony Finau and recognize he's getting up not only for the FedEx Cup playoffs, but this is a guy that really wants to be on this team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, here he, Tony's a guy that – let's not forget the last Ryder Cups that we saw, we had – Tony in the final in in the singles matches ends up beating Tommy Fleetwood. I like six and five. Yeah, he okay. waxed him, and, and Fleetwood, Fleetwood was yeah. He was four and zero oh going into singles matches. He was unstoppable. Um, he was unstoppable, and Tony beat him down. Um, so he's a guy that steps up in big situations, major championships. He's I, he's over the last two or three years, he's probably had the most top tens and major championships without winning. Um, he likes playing in pressure situations on big golf courses um, and playing the best against the best competition. And I think this is really going to be a good week for him 
um, and I hope he plays well today and tomorrow. Well, again, he tied his career best 36 holes on the PGA Tour at 131. Four other times he's done this, and his best finish is a tie for third. So a lot of people that are Tony Finau fans look at him and say, okay, Tony, here you are again. Let's go, bud. Push it over the line. Have a weekend, right? I mean, obviously, if he has another career best, he probably goes on to win if he shoots another 131 over the final two rounds. But, you know, it's in him, certainly. And uh, Tony playing with, you know, we talk about his to his dad out at the club a week and a half, I think, ago. And he said, we've been working mm-hmm. with Tony on getting him to putt like he did when he was a kid. Does have a new putter out there. He's got a little bit of a different approach. And his dad said, I said, is it working? His dad said, yeah, we're starting to see some results. And boy, when you roll yeah. in 108 feet of putts and you're, what did I say, sixth in the field in strokes gain, mm-hmm. you know, in the playoff against the best players in the world, obviously it's paying off. Yeah, no doubt about it. Another guy that's that's right there that that we're we're all excited about and I think that is pretty much a lock as Jordan Spieth he shoots 62 in the second round had a hold shot uh from the fairway and a chip in back-to-back eagles on the front nine and then shoots four under par of the back nine after shooting one over par in the first round so Jordan Spieth um great to see him he's number seven on the list right now great to see him nudge his way up and um he's putting on a show as well as Tony Finau, like you said. You mentioned the back-to-back Eagles. It's the first time he's done that in 743 career rounds on the PGA Tour. <laughs> I mean, that that's uh, that's unbelievable. And it's only the second time uh, with uh, multiple Eagles in a single round. So, yeah, I right. mean, that's just not something that you see very often. No, it isn't. And uh, the beautiful thing about it was that, you know, he got a perfect number. Um, he was hitting it with that 60-degree wedge. I think he had 187 or 189, something like that. He had a couple of those today, and he stuffed both of them. But this one went just past the hole, uh, spun back, and went in. And it was it was really fun to watch it. And then the next hole, he chips it in uh, on the next hole to make the other eagle. So pretty cool stuff to watch him and what he's done and how he's come around in his game and uh, how he's feeling the confidence. It's it's pretty sweet to watch him play. One of the best uh, entertainers out there on tour yep. uh, when he yep. is on. All right, how about the rest of the U.S. team that is, you know, again, we're, we're looking at form right now. We already mentioned DJ and Morikawa. Aren't they one and two yep. on the list? Both of them missing the cut? Yeah, they both missed the cut. And the other guys, you know, um, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Xander Shoffley are all playing extremely well uh, this week. Then you've got Harris English, who's at number eight right now. He's currently at five under par through two rounds. Patrick Reed is at nine. He withdrew because of that ankle injury. Berger chips in on the last hole to make the cut. Uh, Patrick Cantley, he's number 11. He's at seven under par. Um, Webb Simpson, he's number 13. He's at four under par. Scotty Schiffler's at four under par. Uh, Kevin Kistner missed the cut, and Jason Kokrak missed the cut so not a good thing for Jason Kokrak right now yeah Jason that you know we, we threw him in as a part of our mix he is fifth in strokes game putting this year yep. on tour but probably not going to get the nod despite having a pair of wins but you know interesting kids making a big splash last week and then shooting eight over wow I mean maybe yeah. it's just horses for courses I don't know but uh, kind of surprising over yeah uh, perhaps hangover could be that as well all right hey listen we got to cut this one a little bit short when we come back we'll continue the conversation with America's favorite caddy right here on Real Golf Radio.
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals, so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. This segment brought to you in part by the all-new Black Desert Resort in St. George. Be sure to check out blackdesertresort.com for your exclusive real estate opportunities available now so you can take advantage of the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course, the hotel, the dining, the shopping, the trails, the amenities. It's going to be outstanding there in the heart of St. George, Utah. Uh, Check it out at blackdesertresort.com. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we 
Mike can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Everybody loves America's favorite caddy, and he joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, wow. <laughs> From Gotham City. Oh, it's so appropriate with that music. I thought you were going to slip into Sean caddy. Connery. I am caddy man. Yeah, I can just see the light shining with the symbol of the caddy at night over Gotham yeah. City this week. Yeah. Above the Liberty, above the Statue of Liberty National. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Painting a picture. <laughs> Painting a picture for those on the radio. Got a face made for radio. No doubt. We've been told that before. It's everyone's favorite. Thank you very little. It's everyone's favorite line to tell you. Oh, you do radio. You got a face for radio. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's like I think we should just uh, cancel that word. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> phrase. We're not one of the pretty people. No. Mm-mm. Hey, speak for yourself. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Caddy, you did mention Liberty National. Uh, it's you know. First of all, give us a little bit of give us a little recap on how Liberty National came to be, and uh, I mean it's a pretty cool story, right? As far as golf goes, I mean rescues an old landfill type thing. I mean it's pretty, it's, and it's a great site now. Yeah, Liberty's really cool. You you get on the what is it? I think it's the Temple, and you get this great look at the New York skyline, and then you get around to fourteen, and the Statue of Liberty is just right there. It's it's really it's very unique. I mean, where else do you see the Statue of Liberty from a golf course? Right there. Yeah, and uh, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, the, the, I mean, the way the site was built on a landfill and created, and yeah, it's a it's got a really cool clubhouse too. The only problem is is that they have these uh, when you're walking there. There's there's these water areas that you can just walk right into if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Maybe that's to keep the non-members on their toes. I don't Wait, know. what? So, yeah, that's what I recall. Unless they changed it, like uh, little surprise cool. sinkholes or what? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Kind of interesting. Oh boy! So how how does it wow. how do what's the easiest way to get on property? I mean, can you access it? You access it from Jersey or Jersey City. Um, any any way you can access it from Manhattan or any place else? The easiest way to get on property is make a yeah. lot of money because it's expensive to join that. No. Um, the easiest way to get on property. Well, I've always driven in there. You can take a ferry right there, yeah. right to the golf course from the, from the, from New York. So that's kind of cool. That's probably the, the best way to go from the city. I, I don't know how long it takes, but yeah, probably a little longer than driving unless you're in traffic and then it could be two hours shorter. Who knows? It's a busy place, gentlemen. It's a busy place. I haven't been there in a while, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Little Town Blue? Uh, Maybe. I do like that you went to Frank, though. Well, it is Jersey, but we kind of, when we're not from there, we all lump Jersey and New York together, which probably Mm -hmm. annoys the New Yorkers, but that's what we do. Yeah. So talk about the golf course. What what kind of challenges does it present? What is the, Mm. the layout like? Who does it favor? What kind of shots does it require? That type of thing. It's a nice layout. It's got a few trees. They don't really come into play too much. Uh, it's got some water that does come into play, but not a lot of it. It favors, uh, it doesn't, I can't really call it a bomber's course. I think anybody can 
can do well there. Um, you look at someone who's hot like Kisner, who just did well. He, he could play well there, and he's played the President's Cup there. And mm-hmm. if he could just erase that memory of, of the celebration he had with Phil. That was the, the best part. Three. What are you talking about? Really? Really? Okay. Well, you know, different <laughs> strokes for different folks. What was I it, guess. the margarita or, what, or the margarita or what was yeah, it? Yeah, something like Macarena. that. Macarena. Macarena, that's it. <laughs> Was that Three Amigos they were doing, I think? Oh, there was Three Amigos there, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Yeah. I didn't even see the movie and I knew that because the caddy just has to keep a breath of knowledge, basically. You haven't seen yeah. Three Amigos? I have not. Oh, it's like... If there was a movie made for the caddy, it's Three Amigos. I can't believe you haven't watched it. That should be your like Is that right? anthem. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll put that on the list. Highly recommend it. You know, when things, when I slow down and I have time to do things like that. Well, when any I was partic- a boy, any I did particular holes, maybe coming down the stretch, uh, that kind of thing that really. Yeah. So, so let's talk about 14, the little part three. It's just a little kind of wedge shot, but. It's really hard to hit at the right distance. You have some wind coming off the water right there. That's a little tough to judge. And we know that it's a left to right angled green. And when you have a short club and a left to right green and a right to left hurting wind, that's kind of 12 Augusta, right? It, it makes it difficult to control your distance. And you see guys every once in a while, they hit that little pull hook when they're trying to hold it and it goes long over the green and they, you know, they got to throw the club into the water or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever happens after that depends on who you are. But yeah, so that's that's a good one. Eighteen's um, a pretty strong hole. Uh, just a come and get me par four, dogleg right, a little uphill. Um, then you've got, of course, the drivable hole, sixteen. Uh, that's the exciting hole. Um, so everybody can try to drive that hole and there's some water on it that can mess with you if you hit it a little right. So you can make it, you could have an Eagle bogey there pretty easy mm. scenario. Someone all of a sudden it's two shot lead. Now you're one back going to 17 and uh, yeah, then 13, the par 13, the other, oh, another par five that's got some water on it and it's, it's exciting. And it, yeah, so you can have a lot happen down the stretch there. Stroke switching around. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. How about next week uh, playing a golf course for the BMW that we haven't seen before? It's in your home state of Maryland, Caves Valley. What can you tell us about it? Not only is it in my home state, it's in my home city where I was born, Baltimore. That makes me a Baltimorean. And so I, yeah, <laughs> Caves is awesome. It's the front nine at Caves for the tournament. They they flip the nines for the, for the tournament. Um, so the, the front nine is as hilly as anything outside of Kapalua. It's hillier, as hillier, hillier than Augusta, I think. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. And late August could be really hot and humid unless we get a little lucky. Um, so yeah, it could wear you out. The back nines, uh, you have a couple of hills, but it's more flat on the back nine. Kind of opens out. The tree, the trees are more, you're more into the trees on the front and more out in the open on the back for the most part. But it's a, it's a nice golf course. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's simple because that, I don't want, simple is good. I like, you know, it's not too complicated. Just right there for you. It's kind of classic design. Yeah. I, I, I lots like of taste. trees. And, well, yeah, there's, there are lots of trees, but it's more tree lined to the sides. So they don't, 
they don't really come into play unless you hit it pretty far offline. But it's it is tree lined, but it's, it's pretty wide between those trees. So that there's really there's really no trees that many guys will play the entire course and never have a tree in their way for sure. Mm. Most of the time, you will. Yeah. How about the caves? Although on the the fifth hole, the fifth hole though, fifth hole is a downhill dog leg. Right, you can try to drive the green, and and from the back tee, you got to go over the trees. From the left tee, you got to kind of mess with the trees a little bit. So, yeah, they do come into play there on that one hole for sure. So, how about the caves? I will not discuss that. Well, you just talked about Liberty National had uh, surprise sinkholes, and we're going to a place called Caves Valley. I assume there's some caves there. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a spelunker. I'm not into caves. I I think caves are cool. I love the Ray Caverns and the stalactites and the stalagmites. One of them comes from the top. One of them goes from the bottom. It's a 50-50 chance on whether we get this right as to which is which. (laughs) But I don't mind those kind of caves, but the ones that guys crawl into and they squeeze into and – you know, I just, that's not, I, ugh, creeps me out. Okay. It creeps me out. All right. So I'd rather not go there. So is it, so Trauma. is it a standard par 72 standard layout? Uh, at Caves Valley is, yep. uh, let's see, we've got, uh, we got two and four are par fives on the front. We've got two par threes and then uh, 12 is a five. Yeah. Yeah. Par 72, four par fives, which is kind of rare nowadays. You don't, you see a lot of 71s, right? But yeah, yeah. it's a four par five, 72. And they're, they're pretty beefy. I mean, they got some length to them. Number four is up the hill, really long. You know, you, you're going to have to bomb it to, to get it there in two on that hole because um, it's way uphill on the second shot. It's like 10 or 15 yards uphill. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Nice. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right. Uh, another question that we're kind of throwing out there is, this month being 25 years since Tiger, you know, had a professional career in in, in golf. Um, thinking back on that, you know, 96 Hello World, and here we are in, in 2021. What are some of your thoughts, uh, memories? What do you, uh, when you think back on 25 years of Tiger, there's, there's a lot. I know you probably had some up close and personal experiences. Many, many, but I'm going to go right to the Greater Milwaukee Open, which is his first start as a pro after he won his third U.S. Amateur, and then the next day, all of a sudden, he turns pro, hello world, all this stuff. So I hadn't caddied for a year and a half, and my player back then was Nolan Hankey, and he called me up and said, hey, Russ, this buddy had been caddying, and he said, hey, you want to come back out of Milwaukee? I said, sure. So a year and a half, I hadn't caddied. So some cool stories from that week. This one not having to do with Tiger. Nolan shot 31, 31, 31, the first three nines of that tournament. He shot 93 for 27 holes. If you want to, you think you want to play the PGA Tour? Let me see. Let me see you shoot ninety three for twenty seven holes, and then maybe you can give it a shot. So, anyway, um, he shot sixty two the first round, and I turned on ESPN that night to watch the highlights, and they showed him at one putt the entire rest of the time was Tiger Woods, and I, and I was like, okay, things have changed here. But on Tuesday, or maybe it was Wednesday of that day, I went into the tournament office for some reason. I don't know what I was doing there, but. I was asking for something and here comes tiger and he walks right up next to me and I was like, Hey, what, what's up dude? He's like, Hey, and he says really nice, like super shy. He said to the woman there, he said, Hey, excuse me, would it be possible if, and now keep it, keep in mind at this time, he was still an amateur just playing in the pro-am in the tournament. That's far as sure. we officially knew. And so he says, excuse me, could, uh, is it possible maybe 
I don't want to be bothered, but could, could I have a couple, could I get a couple of passes for my pilot? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, let me guess. You're turning pro tomorrow. And he starts smiling. <laughs> I didn't, that's just not something you expect to hear from a 20 year old kid. Yeah. Amateur. Yeah. Can I get a, yeah, but can I get a couple tickets for my yeah, So that was a funny story. But remember, he shoots 31 on his first nine holes as a pro with an eagle. Hello, world. Just like that. And then and then he's in like 67th place on Sunday. And he makes a hole-in-one and steals the entire show. <laughs> we finished second. Nobody remembers that. You remember who won the tournament? No. Who, I, who think did? I, I think Lauren Roberts beat. Yeah, I think Lauren Roberts beat. I think it was Lauren Roberts. He beat Jesper Parnovic in a playoff, I think, but I'm pretty sure Lauren won. Yeah. But Fluff told me. So Tiger signed whatever deal he signed with Nike. It was, you know, all this, all the money in the world. And Tiger told me, I mean, sorry, Fluff told me when Tiger got his check or his, he made like 2300 or whatever for the week because he finished like 70th. And he said Tiger was just beside himself about getting paid to play golf like that and making that check. He was like, it's just like going nuts. And, and, and Fluff's thinking like, what about the deal you signed with life? So it was, it was getting the check. That was the big deal to him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a, there's a guy that, that later in his career with all the endorsements and everything was making like 125 million a year. Yeah, that's, um, I haven't checked my income lately, but I'm pretty sure it's not anywhere near that. So good for him. <laughs> Way to go. Look, um, I will publicly say it. Everybody, everybody who plays uh, professionally, especially at the tour level, I mean, a big thank you to Tiger for just existing <laughs> at all. He made everybody, he, he you know, dollars and cents. Uh, oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Um, how many times more money that we're playing for because of Tiger Woods. There's just no way around it. He, he did. He, so everybody owes him a nice thank you. Oh yeah. For that. Yep. Yeah. No question. You know, when I first met you, um, out caddying on tour, um, I was caddying for a good friend of mine, Keith Clearwater. Um, and I think that year that I caddied for him in 92 or three, I think he had 12 top tens and made mm. almost 700,000. Mm. <laughs> and that 12 now. top tens now would be probably $5 million, $6 million. Yeah. I, I don't even know, but it's definitely multiple millions. I mean, I, I don't yeah. even know, but it was seven. Yeah. Well, 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 you look back to Tiger's first year and what he won when he won those tournaments and it's like, Whoa. And then about, I don't know, it was like two or three or four years later. Right. When everything just went crazy on the purses. And, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, Hey, if, if, if you're one of the top 125 best guys in the world of what you do, it's, it's pretty nice. Yep. But it's a small, it's a small number that gets there and a smaller number that stays there. It's not easy. That's the boy. thing that's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Is it good? Well, imagine if there were only 125 football players who could do it. That's three teams. That's it. That's not even three teams. That's like two teams. And baseball, it's just a couple teams. You know, it's a, a handful of teams. Right. But 
half the guys in baseball or more, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of the players in baseball who are making several million dollars a year would not be even playing professional sports if, if there were that many, if there was only that n- number of golfers. Think about that. <laughs> There's just like nobody. It's kind of like the NBA. The NBA's got very few guys actually playing in it, right? And well, the PGA Tour is the same. There's only 125 at Liberty this week. 124, actually. Patrick Reed withdrew, so, yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, wow. To your point, uh, Tiger played eight events. He had two wins in, in 1996. He won $790,000. Mm-hmm. So, for his with two, two wins. wins. With yeah. two wins. With two yeah. wins, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. definitely yeah, times are changing. He, it was. And, and so, he won Vegas. He beat Davis in the playoff. Remember, he yep. stuck, stuck a nine iron in there close. And uh, and then he won back to back the next week. He won Disney, and got in the Tour Championship just like that. Seven starts, boom. Here I am. Yeah. So I he, think, had, he uh, finished third of I... the Texas Open in between those two wins. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. But he won back back. Yeah. We um. Well, there you go. He shot um, his first round in the seventies. <laughs> oh, as a tour pro at the Texas Open. Let's see. As it a, took him four or five events before he. No, did no, 70. he had. He, <laughs> he did have a seventy-three in the third round of the Mil- Greater Milwaukee, but he won. There you go. He there won Vegas, go. and then and then uh, you know, yeah, had the seventy-three. Yeah, shot over. Packer. Well, you know, he probably had a bad breakfast. So, <laughs> Curtis, I'll, I'll, one of the things I remember out of him is the interview with Curtis Strange. Yeah, when, right. Curtis asked him his goals, and he's like, I want to win. And Curtis shakes his head and looks at him, you'll learn. So after Tiger starts dominating, I used to walk by Curtis on the range when we were out on the Champions Tour. I'd, I'd walk by him, and I'd just look at him and go, you'll learn. And he'd, just, he'd say some things that I can't repeat on the radio back to me, which, you know, were pretty funny. So, yeah. But, boy, everybody learned. And remember Tiger used to talk about C-game all the time? And mm-hmm. I think guys got a little irritated that he was talking like he had his C-game and still he was him. finishing. Yeah, and still playing, you know. But, yeah, eventually everybody understood. Boy, he wasn't kidding. He actually, that is his C-game when he shoots 70. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> the A-game is like a 61. Oh, boy. Look out. Just to put it into perspective, in 1996, he shot three rounds over par as a professional in, in his first year on tour in seven events or whatever eight events eight events yep yeah three three rounds three over rounds par. over par yeah <sighs> see he's not perfect <laughs> clearly he's not perfect he's flawed as oh, a golfer two 73s and a 78 in the second round of the tour championship so a 78 oh my goodness yep wow so but that, uh yeah there you go. Impressive, man. Impressive. Well, Caddy, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, preview of the upcoming uh, two playoff venues and a little look back at Tiger. We'll catch up to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. More of the show coming up next. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships 
because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor Squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you here on the show. Thanks for joining us as we wrap up. This has been a fun one as we begin the playoffs here on the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup. And just two tournaments remain after this weekend, and then that's the end of the season. Also, the end of the Ryder Cup uh, qualifying and captain's picks and all that type of thing. And we'll look forward to the countdown to whistling straight. So lots of good stuff. Solheim Cup still to come, as we mentioned. So just a fun time of the year for the game of golf. And I guess for that, we have to thank the FedEx Cup because otherwise... This is the time of year when certainly it seemed like the best players in the world would check out, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Joining us right now, our good friend joins us on a regular basis, Jeff Babineau, a veteran golf journalist. What's up, Babs? What's going on, guys? Like you're right, it's a lot going on these days, which is a lot of fun this time of year. Can you believe we're 14 years into this FedEx Cup? No, I can't. Uh, but it, it, you know, and it's been through a, bu- a lot of iterations, right? We've juggled around and figured out some things and we're still getting comfortable with how they start the tour championship with a staggered start, but it's, uh, yeah. it, it really lends itself for some excitement at the end of the year. And that was the goal. And I think they've accomplished the goal. So, you know, we talked last year about how the staggered start, um, it was going into effect, with, you know, guys starting at under par and other guys not and that kind of thing. Were you in favor of that, or did you like that idea? Did you, did you like how it turned out last year, or or what are your feelings? 
Well, it's quirky, right? I mean, we're not used to any tournament where the low 72-0 score doesn't leave with the trophy. So it's quirky, but I understand it. I mean, the flip side of it was, I mean, you had to have three degrees from MIP to keep track of what was going on on the back nine. You know, Steve Sands couldn't write fast enough on that on that board of his. And, and it's just it was a math competition, right? So I, I get it. I You know, I think once you play the first round of the tour championship, you kind of settle in and here you go. Here's your tournament. So you, the guys that play great during the year, you know, Colin Morikawa, if he ends up first in, in the points, um, he deserves to have he deserves to have a little staggered head start. So, yeah, I get it. I, I think it works. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. So many people are down by the calling it still the net tour championship, or they're calling it, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you know what, you could. You could, and I don't mean to bring this up with you, Babs, but this was the example that was brought up to me. You could have a perfect season, you know, in the NFL and not win the Super Bowl. You know, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> guarantee you just because how you played in the regular season. But, you know, I don't know. At the end of the day, you can say all of those things and you'll say people will argue, well, they just they want to have the big names out there. Of course, they want the big names. People are right. spending a lot of money for this product. It's an entertainment. Of course you want the best names out there. And, and it's not a matter of let's do whatever we can to put the big names, but let's make sure that the, the players that played well all year long, the, the players that carried the tour, that were the stories throughout the regular season aren't bounced the first week. And we end up with like the old match play scenario with, you know, two, I don't mean to use the word B-class tour players, but in popularity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, All of a sudden battling it out for the tour championship. So I understand with you. I understand it all. It is quirky, but right now, until they come up with something better, it it feels like it does at least identify the champion that week, which who who also is the winner of the FedEx Cup. Right. First, I'll pull that long spear out of my chest from an (laughs) 18-1 New England Patriots. But... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you are if you finish top 10 in the regular season points, and I mean, this season was endless, right? I mean, it just went on forever. Six majors and everything we went through. Um, if you finish top 10 in the regular season, you're right. It shouldn't be so volatile that you might be bounced in a week or two. So I think you you kind of cement your way into the, uh, into the, the finals anyway, right? Now there's only two tournaments to get there. Uh, Doug, Doug Ferguson was explaining it great. He, he has a good grasp on it. You know, if you if you play great and you play okay to start off the playoffs, you're going to be fine. If you're in that 100 to 125 situation coming in and you're going to make a move this week at the Northern Trust, you got to do something spectacular because your season to this point certainly hasn't been spectacular. So, uh, you know, it just kind of makes sense. It rewards guys that have played well. So it's it's kind of a hybrid on who's hot at the end of the year, but also still remembering who played so great those first 40-some-odd weeks. Yeah, so along with the Tour Championship and the playoffs, you know, after after next week, we're looking at Ryder Cup picks. Well, the it's cementing in the top six in the Ryder Cup, and then after the Tour Championship, um, Ryder Cup picks in a week off. Your thoughts about where the team is stacking up right now and you, how you think it's going to stack up against the Europeans? I tell you, it's interesting. I up and in, Going into this week, I really only had three American players that were really showing form. 
uh, or much for him. You know, you had Morikawa, you had certainly with Shockley winning a gold in uh, speed, who just seems to have his swagger back. Maybe a little bit of Harris English, but, but you know, he was shaky down the stretch in his last tournament when he had a chance to win. Uh, and then you have a bunch of guys that are looking for something. So may, maybe this week will help pop a couple guys through. I thought Kisner, Kevin Kisner might have a big springboard winning last week, and then he played terrible this week. He's going to miss the cut at uh, Liberty National. So, you know, uh, I, I watched Daniel Berger like, chip in on 18 to make the cut. I mean, I, I look at some guys that have that little something extra, I think, with six picks, you've got to find a few match play guys, right? I mean, Kisner's a good match play guy. Uh, a guy like Daniel Berger or a guy, I'm taking a Patrick Reed because they have that grit it takes to win matches. I mean, we need that. We've been losing a lot of these Ryder Cups. So uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's a really difficult task for Steve Stricker having six picks. It sounds like a great luxury. I think it's going to make for a lot of tough decisions. You mentioned Patrick Reed, um, he, you know, having to withdraw. It's officially an ankle injury now. Last week he withdrew and it was, you know, unspecified. So two weeks in a row, ankle injury. Your, how do you fall one way or the other? I mean, again, if we go back, it, you know, it wasn't just uh, two years ago. It's three years ago now, but it wasn't exactly all roses with Patrick Reed in France. No, it wasn't. So you got it right that's part of the six picks, right? You, you're going to have to find guys and figure out who's going to play together. Uh, you know, maybe Patrick, maybe put Patrick out with Bryson. And let those two go at it and take on Europe. Um, but, you know, one thing I see really lacking on this U.S. team is it shapes up. I was doing some math. The, the top six guys right now that are pretty locked up, their average uh, in strokes game putting is almost 80, 77.8. So the Ryder Cup is about putting. I mean, you think about Ian Poulter making putts that just stab you in the heart. Uh, and the U.S. right now does not have a lot of great putters. Uh, Shopley is the only guy inside uh, the top 25 of the six guys that look like they're going to qualify. So you had a speak in there as a good putter, and maybe Harris English. But, but Reed's a top 10 putter. I he mean, he's T6, and he's got plenty yeah. of length. And, and you know... I don't know. He's, I know he's not the most popular guy out there, but I don't think anyone questions his love of, of putting on the red, white, and blue and playing for America. I mean, he, he jumped on a plane right away to play in the Olympics at the last minute, jumping through hoops to get there. And, and that's because he loves putting on his country's colors. And, and I don't think there's, there's a single guy in that locker room that's going to question that. So, um, you know, as it, as it stacks up, if, Captain Stricker ends up taking some of these guys like Harris English and um, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay. Um, you're also looking at Xander Shoffley. Um, you're looking at Colin Morikawa. You could you could end up six and six with rookies and and uh, guy veterans that have played on Ryder Cup team. Yeah, you could. You could have a lot of young guys. Right, Morikawa hasn't played one yet. Um, you could take a reach, and I mean, Scotty Scheffler went to the World Match Play Finals this year. I, I like his game a lot, so he has a one. Or you know, Tony Fina has only been to one Ryder Cup, but he played well, right? So you look at that. Um, you could have some young blood, but I mean, if you look back when we took a team like that to Valhalla, which might have been a six and six match or mix, uh, and it wasn't a great European team. I'll give you that that we beat in two thousand eight, but. We had guys like J.B. Holmes and Kenny Perry and Boo Weekly making debuts. And, and there's something to be said for that. There's a ton of excitement 
there's no scar tissue, which a lot of the veteran players carry into the Ryder Cup. So I, you know, I don't mind the young mitts if you get some eager guys that are that are bold and, and world beaters and with a lot of swagger. And some of these guys, like a Berger, uh, I mean, I, I I like Scheffler on the short list. Guys like that. Hey, I'm I'm all for. I don't. I'm all for the young blood in this thing, especially given. Uh, the U.S. track record over the last couple decades. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we might get a little Ryder Cup preview this weekend. Final group, John Rahm and Tony Finau, who's looking to make that Ryder Cup team and maybe a potential matchup uh, should he qualify against world number one, John Rahm. Hey, uh, thanks so much for joining us, Babs. Appreciate it. And you know what? As you're trying to pull that spear out uh, of your chest, <laughs> I, I suppose the, what is it, seven or eight rings on your finger will help that slide out a little bit easier. Yeah, we got a few. I still got a couple open fingers, but I'm I'm in pretty good shape. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're not feeling too badly for you out there. So, uh, All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Take care. There you go. Jeff Babineau joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap up the show next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. 
Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, Brian and Bob, back with you again. Thanks to Jeff Babineau, the caddy, for joining us here in hour number one. Tony Romo, great to visit with him. And Jason Sobel from the Action Network and Hitting the Green on Sirius XM. Really fun show today. Great to look at the playoff situation, the Ryder Cup team situation, all of it boiling down as every single day, every single round. Also, uh, great to have the final major of the year, the ladies playing at Carnoustie in Scotland for the AIG Women's Open. I mean, it's just a lot happening right now. Fun time. And then, of course, right here in our own backyard, we got the Utah Open and Tony Romo playing this week. For our producer, Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.